Tennessee, home of the best barbecue in the world, and also the home of John Box. You know what I really like about Memphis barbecue? It's not pizza. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite feature. Um, Good stuff. And we're here with John Box, of course, the regional director in the area. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You actually canceled a gig to be here. I did, but I think the people in Springfield probably did better anyway. Oh, that's nice to say. Or is it? Should we even say that? I don't I just, know. You know, sometimes I, th- I talk without thinking. Well, another RD filled in. John okay. Alexander from KC, so I'm sure right. they did fine. Okay, good. So uh, this is your home turf here. We were speaking with Billy Hollis yesterday, and now we're talking to you. And uh, the great group you have here, by the way. Very ex- ex- energetic group. Um, great space. This is the first time in your in this the, space the, the here? first time here at uh, ITT, and then they, they did us a great favor. Um, we had been meeting another location, and uh, this was the first time. This is also our largest crowd ever. So really? we're trying to figure that if was it the new location or was it because .NET Rocks was here? I think it was the barbecue. <laughs> well, we didn't tell people it was barbecue, so you got to factor that out. We did that specially for you guys at your request. We really appreciate it too. You know, well, we were glad to eat better too. Pizza every day—it's getting tough. Now you know you're you're sitting across from a barbecue snob, and it's amazing that uh, he doesn't live here. You know, he is a barbecue snob uh, from Canada, no less. Where Canada and barbecue—you don't really go together, but. It's true. Well, I have to be a barbecue snob. If I'm going to get any barbecue in Canada, I've got to make it myself. That's all there is. Well, Corky's has a website, and you can't order it. I don't think it'll cross the border. Try and see. Yeah, I, I don't guess. Know. Well, I get by on my own. I, I, you know, they say, what kind of ribs do you make? And I say, I make Memphis ribs. Really? That's what I make. Yeah. The dry rub smoked with hickory, that's my rib. Easy to do. Yeah. Well, it is down here, but up there, it's a little tougher. And everybody seems to be nodding like you you got the right magic recipe. Yeah. John, what have you been doing lately We since we talked to you? You were on a show with Dan Fox talking about mobility. Yeah. Jeez, it was a long time ago. It was now. a long time ago. Yeah. What have you been have doing? There, have there been updates to mobility since then? <laughs> Not a one. Oh, well, maybe something. I did hear a very interesting talk tonight on mobility. Did you? I did. It was a great speaker. What was his name again? Um, yeah, one of those .NET rocks. He was a Canadian. Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I think uh, obviously uh, there's a lot of things that we talked about, Carl, back then. That uh, there's a lot of shortcomings in the compact framework, and uh, there's a lot of great things coming with that combined with Windows Mobile Five O. And there's so many new things in Mobile Five O that aren't even in the compact framework, right? Good stuff. The GPS libraries and the Outlook controllers and Snappy. You don't call it that. Uh, you what you said, uh, the, the, said Snappy. I said Snappy. Okay, I also good. said interesting values, but I was talking about the state notification broker at that point. That's what Snappy is. State notification. API. You know what that's all based on is really registry values. Yeah, they're just the sitting there watching registry values. It's, some stuff isn't there. It's in other places, right. and they've tried to pull it together under one API think that should go in the main framework i don't know compact and registry don't necessarily go together in the no, same it's in sense. there it's in there so what uh what have you been doing lately 
And I'm, this is what I've been trying to ask you. Uh, just doing talks, making sure I'm trying to understand everything that you could understand about Visual Studio 2005. There's yeah. just uh, it's a pretty wide variety of topics. Huge. So. Too many, too much stuff now. It's huge. Uh, you have to decide what you're going to do, I think, to be really good at it. But it's yeah, still, I th- I you, you can to... know the common things and kind of go across the board to do your t- typical development of, of applications. Well, but... you're saying two things. I think you're saying as a developer, you have to know a wide variety of things. As a speaker, right? You can't be a generalist so much anymore. I, I can't be a guru of all. Right. And it's just Which too I had much. minimal RAM kind of issues anyway. Yeah. So I really have to kind of focus on certain areas. <laughs> you guys yeah, tired? That, yeah, this is that uh, uncomfortable pause that we were talking about. Hey, you did do a great job tonight. I love the music. That was oh, that thanks. was good. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's well, it's my first my first gig. Right? Uh, when I get home, I'm blogging that. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. that was cool. I mean, that was a very <laughs> wide variety of I songs. Gotta, I got to tell you that no no place was more enthusiastic for the Clementine stuff than Tennessee. Nashville and Memphis have been the the most Absolutely into we that. We know music. Yeah, well, I guess you guys sort of like music around here. Well, the classic example is in that most places, when he starts singing Clementine, he gets through the first bar and he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. Geeks don't sing. Well, I'll tell you what. In Tennessee, geeks <laughs> sing. <laughs> and I was surprised you didn't do Elvis tonight. Yeah. Not you that know, we wanted you to do because we I sing it all the time. But I was actually going beyond Elvis. Somebody had uh, given me a tune I hadn't heard before. It's called Memphis. And, uh, and it's a blues tune. And I had actually been practicing it on the way over and then you know two and a half hours go by i forgot it so i didn't want to embarrass myself and can you redo it and just uh, maybe maybe i can blog it or something but you know hound dog actually works with clementine nothing but a hound dog in a canyon cavern excavating for a mine 12 to minor 49 and the shaking head and his daughter clementine oh my darling oh my darling oh my darling clementine See, this is exactly why people should be looking ahead on their schedule. And if you're coming through their town, this is well worth the, the price of The problem is they're all sold out. You guys were sold out. Biggest crowd we ever had. We had uh, registered for 90 people. Biggest we've ever had. Wow. So we're thinking I, it's because of the new location. Not, we know, not it's, you sold, guys, we right? know it's sold out in Phoenix. Well, we've great. heard it's sold out in, I think, Dallas. Um, and but, I understand that they, they have actually put together a very large party for you guys in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, Inner Workings, one of our sponsors, is going to throw... This is the first time anybody's heard of this. Inner Workings is throwing a party for uh, for people. I'm going to have to blog it now. If you want to go, you can contact John McIntyre at Inner Workings, and I'm going to blog his uh, email address. It's going to be an RSVP, first come, first serve, I think for about 100 or 150 people, and I'm not sure which, but it's going to be at a brew pub in San Fran, Cool. Sunday the 6th. Now, isn't it true there's been some rumor... And, and this is kind of the reporter coming out in me. It, there comes there's a bad some joke. Th- no, no, no bad joke. Uh, there's a rumor <laughs> going around the internet that they actually set the launch date of .NET just for you guys to be lined up in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that true? Oh yeah, the, yeah. They've I and mean, we asked to move it a couple of times too. You know, really? Like, that seventh was was never. Who, we, who are you talking to when you told them to move it? I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. So one thing that we're doing in in these talks that we're you know, in these shows that we're doing on the road, is we're asking people, you've got the microphone, anything you want to say, the podium is yours, plug something, slam something, what do you want to say? Are we talking .NET? Anything at all. Wow. Uh, VB is the king of languages now, I believe, in this release. 
I know a lot of people are going to want to hear that, but I, I just think it's the better. This is the language. best VB there ever was. Yeah. Let's well, say the that. tool is better. Yeah. It makes VB development much better than, than and much easier than C sharp development. Right. And you were saying tonight, you know, yeah, the languages are going to diverge a little bit, but I think the best programming experience is in VB. Well, it's certainly the focus is on productivity in VB um, more but than ever. The best of C sharp is in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You don't. We're not giving up anything. Right. We're getting, you know, XML comments. We're getting, and we're getting editing continue. Uh, refactoring. You know, we're getting refactoring. We're getting all that great stuff. We're getting generics. Well, like C sharp's using statement. There's a VB equivalent now. That's right. And that used to be a big argument, and that that's gone now. Now people will use something else. They don't know what they're using it for, but at least they don't have to call dispose because that really threw them for a loop. And what was yeah. disposed again? That'll be yeah, the next exactly. thing we'll have to explain to, to right. VB developers. You know, the other side, I think what's really happened more than anything is Microsoft has finally been given some Visual Basic some real love and the product stepped up to what it's capable of. I know C Sharp's not standing still and maybe this is not its most shining moment, but there's another version of C Sharp around the corner and I'm sure it's going to be impressive. Yeah, um, this is a good point. Somebody came up to me, I think it was in Raleigh, and said... You know, we have C programmers, we're doing C Sharp, but we're seeing all this great stuff in VB and how Microsoft is in this launch VB, VB, VB. We're thinking, you know, what about C Sharp? Um, so just, all uh, the crying is C that we Sharp heard. going away? I actually got a question, you know, should we switch to VB? And I'm like, people, come to your senses here. No, neither of these languages are going away. What you're right. seeing is a product cycle. You're seeing a, a marketing push towards VB because Microsoft understands that if they don't get the VB6 programmers onto .NET now, they probably never will. Right. So Absolutely. it's now or never. They're really pushing for VB. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean... The C-sharp programmers, they're sold. Right? They're sold. Java or C-sharp. Well, someone is going to twist that maybe C-sharp's not loved anymore. And we've seen that. Right. Uh, in, in the .NET Developers Journal, we had some people respond... Which is not true. Well, you had some people respond that, um, you know, C-sharp, what was the title? It must the, the party must be over was one yeah. of the editorials that we had oh from a, a Java person. And it was like, how in the world can you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Well, they're just, you know, it's a confusing marketing with, you know, what this thing is actually doing. Microsoft is not picking one or the other. This isn't. And, you know, maybe why they think this is because Microsoft likes to do this. They like to take different technologies and. Like stick, throw them to the wall, see what sticks, right? But they're not doing this with C Sharp and VBNet. These are two languages that are going to support independently till the end. So I'm glad you said that, John. Well, I probably stirred <laughs> up a big fuss for you guys. But, I did uh, most of the talking on that last point that you made. Well, you let me do I'll ask the questions here and we'll see. Maybe the, <laughs> I don't know how the other issues of this uh, interview has been going in your previous cities, but uh, I'm sure I could raise the bar a little bit for you. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you, John. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks guys, for coming to Memphis. Oh, it was our pleasure. Thanks for the barbecue. Thanks for the hospitality. You're quite welcome. It's good to see you. I'm not, I'm not giving you the mic. No, <laughs> forget it. Give it up, John. I'm going to ask the questions You're from the rest of the anywhere. night. You, you really want to ask us a question? You, why not? Go ahead. You've always interviewed me. Why yeah. should I not have the opportunity to interview you? Go ahead. So how many millions of copies uh, did the, uh, the Dinette Rocks video sell? <laughs> <laughs> you can round up to the nearest 10 million. Oh, let's see. We got rid of million? all 1,000 of them. Almost. I don't understand why these aren't selling more. I just don't understand. <laughs> Maybe it's the talent. <laughs> the people he interviewed. Yeah. Well, so that's why I'm asking the questions. Right. 
You were <laughs> you were exactly. actually one of the first interviews in that in the movie with my cousin. Yeah, your cousin. That's what oh, he calls oh, me, Don. Yeah, Don. yeah. Don comes out one day. Should we cut this off? Do you want to hear this? Don no, comes sure. out one day from behind the little glass wall at one of the campus buildings, and he says, "My long lost cousin, John Box." <laughs> <laughs> True story. Now the other thing is, I have a bunch of his shirts too because of the events that we go to. When Microsoft gives out shirts, for some reason, they always confuse that and give me his sh- shirt. And then I get my shirt, too. <laughs> and at some events, I also get his room. But we stop that. Yeah. There's some legal things. He probably doesn't need another shirt, right? No, he can afford them. Yeah. All Thanks, right. guys, for coming. I, I do appreciate it. You bet. This was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Had a great time. Thanks, John. And our next guest is Jerry Dixon. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Hi, how you doing, Carl? So who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm a computer consultant right now here in Memphis. Uh, been here 16 years doing different stuff, you know. John tells me you have a, a SQL Server blog. Uh, yeah, well, I have a SQL Server column in the uh, .NET Developer Journal coming mm-hmm. out in November. Okay. Um, I think it should be a six-month run. You know, unless everybody likes it, we'll go farther if we need to. So you're committed to six issues so far. Yeah. Now, uh, just as a warning, I, I write a column for the Advisor Magazine. I'm on my 105th consecutive issue. Be careful, man. It can take over. It'll never end. Well, you, uh, you know, I think there's 150 things I could talk about. Oh, for sure. Server. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It, of course, then by that time, there's more product. It keeps changing on you. It'll never end. Well, there you go. SQL Server 2007, 2010. Yeah, you, you know, got that it. Works out. Hey, you so. see, you're a little cynical there. You don't think there's going to be a 2006? No, it takes two years at least for them to come out with another release, well, right? Well, it was five the last time now, wasn't it? Well, that was it? five years, you know. And that's, that's the point. Uh, one of the reasons uh, that I thought I'd do this is because it's sort of like going from VB6 to VB.net. You know, I know you are VB guys. Um, well, and it's not so much that this is just .NET and SQL Server, but... Oh, no. Well, so there is two of .NET and there SQL is, Server. but that's not know? the real important but, part. No, I mean in the, in the capabilities that they have. You know, VB6 guys thought they had something really cool until they were handed .NET, and once they realized how cool that was, like, you know, how do we ever get along? Yeah. That's the sort of the way I feel about SQL Server, because I'm a big SQL developer guy. So and that's the point, too. I'm, I'm concentrating on developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we leave the admins alone for now. They've got all their own columns and so on. We're, we're going to concentrate on how developers will have to change what they're doing or want to change what they're doing when the new product comes out. So. I mean, that's got to mean you're going to address the whole CLR issue. Uh, well, that was the first article is uh, going over the CLR a little bit. I'm going to go, you know, first four or five articles will be overviews, and we'll we'll dig into more detail as we go along. But, oh, yeah, .NET CLR, number one. So you should not You should be finished your intro by the time your six-month runs out. Maybe so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got 10 or 12 things just to, just to start with. And uh, what I was mentioning before was uh, a blog that you have that's supposedly out of this world. John wanted us to talk about that. Um, you having uh, a hard time recalling your blog, or...? No, I have a blog. Uh, it's also .NET Developer Journal is hosting that thing, but uh, oh. it's on anything I feel like blogging about. It's not oh, just SQL. Okay. I got oh, a SQL right. section. Uh, but I'm a, what's, the, what's the URL for that? Uh, jdixon.netdevelopersjournal.com. Oh, cool. Uh, and that'll get you there. And, uh, you know, it's not. Uh, it's more technical. I try to stay out of the political stuff and just try to help people solve problems when I can. And That's good. It's ranging everything. I've got uh, SQL. I've got .NET, you know. Whatever technology we're playing with at the moment, and then the and then the column is new. It's it's just the, the focus on SQL Server, right? The column's a new part. The right. blog's been around for a while. Uh, the column, like I said, starts in uh, November, and there's a webcast you can get off there too, and we explain what we're, uh, you know, what we're hoping to hit on that column. Fabulous. 
All right. Well, where else do we go with this? Beyond the column, I mean, you're a consultant, so you must be making some money somewhere. Goodness knows no, that yeah. writing a column isn't going to make you rich. No, that, that's, that's not a, a way to make rich. I'm, I'm a consultant now. I'm actually quitting. Uh, I'm going to, this is my last week in my consulting job. I'm going back into manufacturing. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting a real job, making, uh, you know, honest money for a change instead of uh, bilking still, all my clients out of, uh, I shouldn't say that. You recognize but, that consulting yeah. is the synthesis of the word con game and insult. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So Spot the consultant in the room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to try to make an honest living for a while. So, I mean, you're still in the tech field. You're still an oh, IT definitely. guy, but you're going... Oh. Uh, to uh, into a company that actually manufactures something. Yes, and it's um, it's sort of a mentoring job, you know, writing specs, sort of an architect job. But one of the cool things is that they they're going to allow me to take my uh, training skills that I had at the consulting company and actually use them internally in the com- uh, new company I'm going to, which cool. uh, which could be cool. You know, I still get the best of all worlds. It's just that I get a regular paycheck for it instead of being a consultant. Right. So and and primarily focused on one set of problems, too. I mean, the technology requirements of a manufacturing facility are pretty dramatic. Right. And that's what I think that's cool because you get to, you know, the, you learn the business, uh, you know. We you start don't to own to, something. You know, in a way. Yeah. The biggest yeah. problem I have as a consultant is none of that software is mine. I parachute in, spend a week, and then ride off into the sunset with a big check. Which is fun. Well, you know, the company might run away with a big check. I never ran away with a big check. But but yes, you do lose something, and and it's really bad when you spent a year or two on a project, and you have to leave, because, you know, there's your baby, and it's gone. Yeah, and it's not Uh, yours anymore. You you know, you're sweating tears and blood and all, and it's gone. For sure. But they still call you about it, though, when it spits up. (sighs) They do, and hopefully, you know, two years after you've written it and there's a problem, you'll remember anything about, uh, you know, what actually happened at the time. Not a chance, no. no. It's it's gone. It's it's a bit hard. It's it's more stressful. So, So. generally, architecture-style consulting, or were you dealing in the DBA Um, side of problems? I'm a a fence sitter. Um, Whatever needs to be done. Well, once try not to be everything, but yes, uh, I, I'm trying to call myself a, a developer, SQL developer, .NET developer. Those are what I focus on. Yeah, you do architecture, you do training, you do teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever uh, uh, John will step out of the limelight, I'll, you know, I'll do some speaking too. Uh, he actually so. gives it up once in a while, does he? Well, sometimes he can't stand in front of both cameras at the same time, uh, so he'll he'll let me fill in. You, for you him. tie your shoes together; it slows them down enough. You usually yeah, get a word edgewise, you know. So you got to find some way. It's it's tough, you yeah, know. It's it the hair. It's something about the hair. It just makes now, it go like that. that you said that because is. I don't have any. No, and, no, you know, you, you need just a camera on me. Self conscious. You here. took the picture. There's no hair up here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, did you have to take another picture so that flash? Did you need a higher angle shot? Yeah, a maximum reflection shot. We can do that. All right, Box, don't make me come back there. <laughs> so I told you I can't work with him behind yeah, me. Yeah, I'm having a tough time working with him in front of us. <laughs> so, no, I have to say, John's actually the one that arranged the sequel column for me, so I'm picking on him just because we're friends. But uh, he thought he saw a need there. There's not anything in that magazine really focused totally on SQL Server, and it's a huge new product coming out. So Well, and I think the developer spin is is very important to that. Well, and that's, I can't take credit for that. I'm a developer. Right. Uh, I've I mean, done you're focusing on what's work. important. I'm, I'm, of course. Yeah. No, seriously, the admin side's important, too, and we'll have to hit some of that because the developers have to know how to admin, too. But, no, I'm a developer. That's my experience, so that's why I'm coming from that angle. I think it's a good set of eyes towards a product that, that oh. spans both spaces. Yes, and as we talk in some of the first columns, there's huge changes in the way you'll approach the product. So, All right, so one tip for people, for VB programmers who are trying to get started, 
just accessing SQL Server 2005. Got any golden nuggets of information? Oh, well, my first one, yeah, sure. Uh, just getting started, wanting to talk to SQL Server. What they need to do is move to ASP uh, 2.0, ASP.net, right. because then it's just drag and drop off of a web form. You sure. really don't have to know nearly as much as you used to have to know. And that's uh, just for ASP.net. What about for a Windows app? Uh, Windows app, it's, it's actually fairly close to that, mm -hmm. but you have to know a little bit more. The wizards and things that they've got inside the uh, tools are much better than they used to be. One thing that really threw me for a loop was... When you're trying, when you're defining a connection, and you're defining, you know, the machine name, you're putting in the machine name part of that. It's not as easy as it used to be. I used to just be able to put a dot in the machine name, and now it's the, the or is it the SQL Server name? SQL Server yeah. name is now an instance, and there's some weird. Well, it can be syntax. Um, you can still. It's just like it was before. It's not really a change. You can have multiple instances. So right. your default instance can be just a dot. But if yeah. you have more than one version of SQL Server, then you have to have one default instance with a dot or the local or the local host, actually. And then anything else has to have a dollar sign and then the name of the instance on it. Right. So, right. And you've probably seen that a lot because all the demos is going out now. Yeah. Believe it or not, ASP apparently has, in, the, in some of the CTPs, they have a dependency on SQL Express. Right. So they want to use SQL Server for the demos, but yeah. they have to have SQL Express running also. So you always see two versions of SQL Server on the same box. Right. And it isn't very, it isn't very intuitive for, you know, a VB programmer who's coming into VB. There is, I, no. you know, looking in the docs, that just doesn't pop up. No, and it, it won't be that way when it ships. You won't have that dependency. You'll have one SQL Server running on the box. It'll probably be, yeah. be the default instance. This is really a beta issue. A okay. lot of people have suddenly seen how we do instance identification, which we've been doing since SQL 2000. It's just that normally you don't ever see that. They just had this odd little problem during the betas that force us to have multiple versions and be specific about which one to talk to. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. And like, I don't think people will see that when they're really using it. No, it'll go away. I really don't see people running three versions of SQL Server on their yeah. real production box. Right. It just won't make sense. All right. Well, here's your chance to uh, plug or smack or... Say anything you want. The podium is yours. You got the microphone. What do you want to uh, say? Hi, Mom, or? No, I'll smack John, but he's too far away. Um, <laughs> no, I'd plug ASP.net. I am a web developer. Uh, I do Windows a lot, but my passion is SQL backends with ASP.net front ends. And if y'all haven't checked out the new version of ASP.net, you just got to do it. That's the only, I mean, that is the reason yeah. to buy the product. It it's a no-brainer. It is that much better. It's a no-brainer. Um, Everything's faster, everything's stronger, it looks better. I mean, there's no downsides that How about I've seen yet. Drag and drop data grid editing. That's pretty insane, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um sorting built into the control yeah, for a change. Sorting, Who thought of that, editing. right? Why did you have to write code for right. that before? Right. Um control da data binding. Just yeah. drop something on the form, you know, type a couple boing, things. Boing, boing. No and, code. you know, we've had flavors of binding for some time now, but this is production-ready stuff. You put it together this way, it's good code. You look at what gets the SQL Server, they're rational queries. They're good, and, and I like to tell people, if you remember Visual Interdev, uh, I've been around Trying that long. Trying to forget. And, but you can't, you know, it's traumatic, you have to remember it. They had data binding then, but you should never, ever use it. Yeah. Well, .NET came along, and you could use it if you wanted to, but you didn't want to. Well, right. now, with the new version, <laughs> you'll, you will want to. Yeah. So we're getting there. You know, it's always but better. You, know, you keep going backwards in Visual Basic. We had the exact same argument in VB3. Oh, yeah, there's a kind of data binding here, but you wouldn't actually use it. Well, there you go. But well, now kind, you would. kind of binding you wouldn't use was the data control. I think once you started, <laughs> anybody who used the data control for binding was doing a demo. Oh. 
And that's about it. Well, that's how right? you tell if you wanted to work at this new company you're interviewing for. And I've interviewed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then you would go look at their code and see if they're using data controls. And if they were, you ran like, you know, fast right, as you could right, out right. the door. So. Hey, why, why are we taking up 50,000 connections here? Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's far better. It's actually useful now. And so you'll actually, VB is the language you should use, in my opinion. C Sharp's yeah. great. Uh, VB's got everything. It's faster, and and I'm getting older. I'm getting tired of actually doing the work. I want, <laughs> I want the task to be accomplished. Yeah. I don't want to go through the process of accomplishing the task. So all, right. all these tools that are coming out with now help you actually solve the problem. Jerry, it's been a pleasure talking oh. to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Y'all were awesome. Thank you. Know. you. Thanks very much. We got to get a copy of all that singing and everything. Uh, bestofclementine.com. There you go. Thank you. That's awesome. You bet. Our next guest is Tony Lynn. Hi, Tony. Hi. I was surprised when you came in to see a simplified Chinese version of my book. Yes. Or was it the tradition? Was it the That Orthodox? was a traditional uh, was, tradition Chinese character yeah. book. There were two Chinese versions. There was an Orthodox Chinese and a simplified Chinese yes. version. Yes. Couldn't read either of them, but uh, it's, it was really cool to see. And you asked me to sign it, and of course we opened the page, and I had signed it before. <laughs> And in fact, that was your gift to me. Yeah, that that was such a surprise that I'm I'm so delighted to see you because we communicate with each other like four years ago, right? For a different business venture, but it, it didn't cross then. But now, it's right. finally to get to uh, see each other. You, <laughs> you all did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you, thanks. So, what do you do from time, from day to day, hour to hour? I work for a, a local specialty chemical company for 16 years. Okay. And I'm, I would classify myself as a typical VV developer from like version 1.0. In wow. fact, I started from Apple 2 Plus at the mm. time that they also have a, a basic uh, interpreter at the time. But yeah. I've been following through the, through the years and developed software. I'm both a developer and a system integrator. So okay. we typically buy packages and only write code in VV to integrate that. And what's neat is that our company does a lot of multilingual application. So mm. anything that I do in English, I will go back and make it work in Spanish and work in a different setting. So in Chinese dot, too. So .NET must be great with the Unicode character support built right in. A lot easier to do? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it is a whole lot easier to do. And I think also the dependency that I can count on that Microsoft will support this different countries' environment, different operating system. Yeah. So that provides a lot of stability in production level of application that we want to release. Now, is the multilingual support because you're selling the software to different countries or because the company itself is in multiple countries and they have to have it in their language and in their operations? Uh, that's the, the second one. The, the, our companies have many different locations, including regional operating companies that do have manufacturing facility. Mm. So, uh, in, in many parts of the world that um, they are based. So, what we typically do is we develop application even in training, for example. I was able to apply .NET when it first came out and temporatize. Uh, I'm making English words here. Temporatizing. That's why we do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> temporatizing like the, 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 the code so that, uh, for example, HTML programmer or HTML coder or content developer, they didn't know, have to, they don't have to know anything about .NET, who are able to mix with their content and put together many, many package and mm. then make it multilingual and, and use it in that fashion. 
So I, I think I'm looking at it in a different angle to say that how do you make VV even friendlier to use and extend its, its poss possibility so that it can be used not only by VV programmer, but also beyond VV programmers. Now, it's been a while since I've even thought about this, but I remember reading about how localization works in, in .NET. And let's say an ASP.NET ASP website, you use uh, resource files for all of your text. And you can, I, I don't know, I can't remember whether it's you make different assemblies or you actually have different directories hanging off of your, your bin directory in ASP.NET that, you know, have the language, the culture codes and the resource files go in there. And it's all based on the file system. Is that? Yeah, that, that is one way that actually Microsoft has suggested to do. Yeah. But um, in our application, we don't typically go that route. We, we even in, in several applications, what we did was we store uh, language factors. And for example, the, in VV, the labels or the controls, mm. those can be made external. And you load, uh, depending on your language preferences, you load those tags back into the label tags. External meaning all the text is just in a different class in a different assembly. Uh, actually, in databases file. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can load them in access database file, so that you, you when wow. the program started, you reload those content back into uh, the your your screen and all the object and use it that. It makes way. a lot more sense to do that because a database like you know that is something we already understand. Whereas, what's a resource file? That's correct. Right. That's what the problem that I found originally. I even have the, the one of some, one of the book is called internationalization. Uh -huh. And those, it, it looks just, it, it looks like Greek to me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. So we I, already have a data store. You can use XML for that matter. Put it yes. in a data set and just save it to an XML file before you use a resource. File. As a matter of fact, XML is right now the way we are doing it right now. It's, right. it's making our multilingual uh, component and X XML also make it easy for us to transport from one language to another because mm. we we have a consistent way of doing translation. We can provide text to a translator that only know how to translate and not have no knowledge of uh, how to program. For example, you know one of the biggest challenges I think in localization is it's usually an afterthought. You know, and so. Typically, you find developers writing tools to suck all the text out of the source code and dump it into an XML file or something like that and retrofit the source code with calls to get the stuff out. Have you written any of those kinds of tools yourself, or do any of them exist? Or? Yes. Well, it's, I, I don't really particularly use any tool because through the years, we have our, our own way of doing things. I mean, you can typically write a parser yeah. uh, fairly easily in a VV.net right. and, and do that so that you, you are consistently able to do translation in that fashion. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, here's your chance to uh, say something, plug something, anything you want to say to the world, to the listeners out there. Um, I, I, I'm just so happy that Microsoft has made a great product and continuously to enhance this. I did hear that people think that, you know, when VV.net first came out, they said, well, this is your time to jump to another language because it is so different. Yeah. But I really don't think it's, it is the case because it's, it's a little bit of learning curve, but once you get used to it, uh, you can really feel at home if you are, has been a, a basic uh, developer. It's really tough to get away from Microsoft once you get used to having such a nice development environment that, uh, that the studio offers, irrespective of language. You know, leaving the tools behind is what's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I think that the 
the IDE and all the different tools yeah, and the awesome. support community and uh, things like what you guys are doing. And uh, even Memphis is a smaller city that we have a great user group. And, and this is uh, all contributing to certain level of excitement and, and bring more and more people into this, this, this environment. And I'm, and, and John and, and Jerry were trying to get me into uh, doing some writing. So uh-huh. um, I'm getting that way. So hopefully maybe doing a little bit of that. Right. Well, you tell us what your what your blog is, or any anything you want to post. And um, I w- I w- could I go with my uh, sure. my website? Was just po- posted there, and uh-huh. my name is Tony Lin. So mm-hmm. that's my website. T L N Y L I N dot com. Excellent, Tony. Thanks. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, and good to see you again. Thank you. You keep in touch now. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tony. And our next guest is Mickey Gousset. Hi, Mickey. Hi, guys. So tell us who you are and what you do. I'm Mickey Gousset. I'm a senior web developer for a Southeastern Banking Organization based out of Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo, Mississippi. I know somebody who came from Tupelo. I heard of somebody maybe famous that came from Tupelo. Who came from Tupelo? Birthplace of Elvis. That's who it is. It was either Elvis or Frank Sinatra. I was was actually kind of of uh, disappointed because tonight I was hoping that we were actually going to get to help you sing some of the the Clementine Clementine well, you did, but you just got to sing Beethoven. Right, but another good Elvis song that the lyrics go to is Heartbreak Hotel. You in know? a cavern, in a canyon, Bob, excavating for a mine, but a miner, 49 and his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine, you were lost and gone forever, dreadful sorrow, Clementine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been practicing that for three days. Wait, in case in case we got. You've been saving that one up, have you? Yep, because where well, y'all posted on your website, bestofclementine.com, and this is how we're giving out stuff. Ah, so I see. I figured well, we're gonna have to get see, up there and sing for our the plan. No, nobody else ever thought that they had to sing along in Tennessee. They actually assume that they get to sing <laughs> because everybody <laughs> sings in Tennessee. It's true. That's just the way it is. Mickey, I see you have an MVP badge on you. Yes, I was just, just awarded a Microsoft MVP for Team System. Um, that's wow. the brand new MVP they just made. This Congratulations. Month, Thank you. So what what swag did you get at the Microsoft store? You get swag I, when you're an MVP. I haven't spent my money yet. Okay. Since they only give you so much, I'm kind of evaluating. And yeah, Plus, the, the U.S. and Canada folks uh, don't go to the store at the summit because all the foreign folks need to get there. We can get it delivered, right? You just go mm-hmm. online, pick the stuff out, and off you go. It's a lot easier. Exactly. Well, that's cool. So you're probably looking forward to the... All the, the rock star lifestyle that goes along with being an MVP. Well, uh, I'm not sure. There, we've had a, a gentleman at my work that was an, a bomb MVP last year, and uh-huh. he was made another MVP again this year, so he's yeah. kind of got a year's experience to Now, some of you doesn't know it. what mom stands for. It's very confused right now. He was a mom MVP. Uh, Microsoft Operations Manager. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's fabulous. Like being a Bob MVP, only different. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so you're obviously very into team system. What... Uh, what do you want to say about that? Well, I got involved back in 2004 when they first announced it at TechEd. Uh, Rob Karen is who's basically, you know, Mr. Team System as far as to the community. Burton, they called it, right? Yep. Got it started, and, and I've been blog. I started blogging about it at Blogspot. That's when I started getting involved in blogging a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I, based on the fact that I've been listening to y'all's show and y'all had .netrocks.com, I was like, 
Ooh, TeamSystemRocks.com has a nice little ah, feel to it. very good. So I, I registered the domain, and at TechEd this year, I was talking with um, Chris Minigay, who's also a Team System MVP, mm-hmm. and he and I were discussing turning TeamSystemRocks.com, as opposed to just being my blog, into more of a community site. Cool. Um, we're not trying to replace like the Microsoft Forums, which is a great place to go for technical information, but we're trying to be the community site for Team System. There's nothing wrong with taking something the Microsoft forums and just doing a little vertical slice of it and starting a whole nother community. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's, that's, that's good. That's what we're trying to do. We've got, we've got blogs for people that want to blog about team system. We're trying to make it the place to go for people to put like their, their own process models, their own, you know, extensions that they come up with for team system. We're going to have, we have file downloads and people don't really understand this, but team systems highly customizable. You get to use it the way you want to use it going to be very exciting to see people take the cmmi model further or other alternatives in the extreme model i mean all those things can be done and implemented inside a team system yes and that's that's one of the things i find exciting is how extensible and how easy it is to extend extend the the product what if uh what have you done with the extensibility model in team system yourself I, I that's one of the areas i'm just starting to dive into now i'm really interested in team foundation server and being cool. able to programmatically access it like writing my own, um, I've been trying to write my own web client to access the source control and download the information huh. and, and upload it back up. And all of the, I mean, they provide the objects and the API and it's all there. And so if you're on the road, you just have a web browser, you want to just be able to get in and take a snapshot and take a look without having... Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Like back in August, I believe y'all interviewed, interviewed Joel Sim. Simeon, Joel Semeniak from Winnipeg. Joel from Canada, they call it. That's it. Semeniak. He he discussed a site, um, vstsrocks.com. Those are the same. It's the same site. Vstsrocks was a domain that Chris Minigay had had registered, and it'll okay. actually take you to the same site. Oh, okay, so you rolled those two together those into two the one together. place. That's great. And we have three three team system MVPs blogging there right now. There's a bunch of great content. More hopefully coming really soon. So I presume Joel's involved as well. I'm not sure if Joel's involved directly on the site or not. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so what's your favorite feature of Team System? If you had to pick one. All of Team Foundation Server. <laughs> you really love the server side. <laughs> I, coming from, and I'm a small development shop. I'm fi- a five-person or less shop. And we're lo- completely looking forward to the, the source control and the work I items. I find that fascinating, actually, because then a lot, a lot of people have talked about the Foundation Server. They generally talk about the test client. You know, those the front end tools are what they're mostly focused on. So, you know, I mean, what are you seeing in the server that's so compelling? I, I love the source control aspect because it just works. You drop it in and it works. We've gone through a couple of different version control systems that, and we always quit using them. You don't love visual source save? No, 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 no. <laughs> but at the same time, I love the, the work item integration, how you can, can, you know, hook your code into work items and you'll know, hey, I fixed this bug here and this is the code that did it. The the reporting for management is just amazing. Yeah, I think being able to connect from the requirement to the task, to the code, to the unit test, the debug, and the implementation, and see a chain of, of connection all the way through that is incredibly powerful stuff. I, I agree completely. Is there anything in Team System to snuggle up to CVS at all? I don't know. You know, that seems to be the the, the thing that the rest of the world uses, the non-Microsoft people the, for source control. Go to, like, SourceForge or something, they're all CVS, CVS, CVS. No, they've got, I mean, you know, they've got the, obviously they've got the, pe- they want people to start using Team Foundation Server. And so they've got the, uh, the 
conversion programs to convert Visual Source Safe over to start using. Right, right, but right. It's all it's all geared toward everything wraps around Team Foundation Server. That is, you know, one of the things that drives everything. I wonder if we could build an interface so that you could be using the Team System front end and it'd be going back to CVS to talk to the to uh, its Source Safe and pull it forward. I don't. Why know. wouldn't you be able to? I mean, yeah. you should be able to. It's all command line driven stuff. There ought to be a way. And I see John Box nodding over there. There's got to be something coming along. We'll have to look it up, find out about it. Well, Mickey, here's your chance to push anything or plug anything you want, say anything you want. I just want to push Team System. And, and obviously, I'd love for people to come check out TeamSystemRocks.com. Check out my blog there, the other blogs there, all the features we have. Um, Team System, I've... This is the first time I've gotten involved in the community mm-hmm. for the past year and a half, and I'm just I'm so excited that I've been awarded MVP and I get the chance to be involved even even more deeper in the community. I think you you've classically defined what an MVP really is somebody who's helping to build the community around a new product. So congratulations, I really uh, appreciate your efforts. Thank you. We'll see you later, Mickey. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, Carl, that covers it. Just about everything. I'm I'm loath to leave Tennessee. I don't know that we could do better than we've already done. Some of the nicest people are here. Absolutely. And, and they really know how to sing. Heck of a lot of fun. Lots of fun. Great but, music, great barbecue. Oh, yeah. Of course. And tomorrow, a whole mess of driving. Whole mess of driving. Driving through uh, Arkansas to Texas. And we got three stops in Texas. We got Dallas, we got Houston, and Austin. And we're going to be in Austin for the weekend doing Mondays. We, If you're in Austin and you're listening to this and you want to come and and be a part of the fun. We're gonna we're gonna blog where we're gonna be. So watch the road trip blog for that for sure. And rumor has it, Mark Miller will be there. He will be there in the flesh. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow in Dallas. Let it go.